0: Greetings, we are thankful and grateful to have you tune in, and we pray that all is well with you at this moment. But if things are not going as you desire, just know that God knows what you need, and He will supply it for you. Amen? If you don't mind, allow me to start like this today. I called a friend the other morning, and it was quite early by their standards. And when they answered the phone, I could tell they were half asleep. So I told them I'd let them go, and we could speak later. They replied, give me a few minutes and let me call you back. I have to get my coffee and cream. You know, that's my pick me up. It's my energy, my caffeine. So today, if you don't mind, I would like to speak to you from the thought of seven days of coffee, cream and caffeine in the morning. And our main scripture comes from Mark one and thirty five. And it reads as follows very early in the morning while it was still dark. Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he could pray. That's Mark 1 and 35. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. When we read our main scriptural passage, it says Jesus went out to a solitary place to pray. But it also says very early in the morning he went out to pray. The New Living Translation says before the break of day. The King James Version says and in the morning rising up a great while before day. And the NIV says very early. And if we take a look at these in watches as spoken of in the Bible, in some biblical circles, there are three watches. And respectfully, from sunset to 10 p.m. is the first watch. The second watch is 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And the third watch is 2 a.m. to sunup. So scripture says the third watch, while it was still dark, Jesus went out to a solitary place to pray. So we can surmise between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus left the house to go out and pray. Can I say just that information by itself is powerful and sends a clear message to us to the importance of prayer in Jesus' life. But not just prayer, but the time of day that he went out to pray. Scripture says very early while it was still dark. And I think that's significant. Why? Because before everyone woke, before the noise of the day, before the birds began chirping, the disciples started asking questions. Before people began wanting things from him, before blind eyes needed restoring, before blood issues need to be resolved, before the sick needed healing or the lame needed help walking again. Let's bring it closer to your personal life. Early in the morning before children begin asking questions and breakfast needs to be made, spouses start complaining or car horns begin to blow in your morning. So before the chaos of the morning, the movement of the morning, the things he had to do for the day touched his thoughts. He went out to pray to his father. I simply asked, was that a message or a statement that he was asking or making to you? And I seek thee first, first thoughts of your day, first conversation of your day, first movements of your day. Give it to me. Is God saying that to you and me? That's what I'm seeing in this text. God is asking early in your morning before everything else starts to get your time, your attention, your ear, or your conversation. Allow me to be the first one you seek. In the text, this is what Jesus is showing us. But what I found even more interesting about this text is where it's located. Remember, it's the first chapter of Mark, chapter 1, but verse 35. So that means there were 34 verses prior to us getting to verse 35. It appears to be an end cap to the chapter. So if you don't mind, I'd like to rewind and walk backwards towards the beginning of the chapter and the events, situations, or reasons that when we get to verses 35 to 39, we find Jesus up early, I mean very early, heading out to a solitary place to pray. This text is like seeing the end of a movie before the film director shows you what events led up to the end or the conclusion. So we're reading the conclusion of the chapter. So if you don't mind, I'd want to go back and walk through the events that led up to where, where we find Jesus and Jesus finds himself in a solitary place, early in the morning, praying to God. So let's walk back to the beginning of chapter 1 of Mark. The chapter in Jesus' week starts like this. John the Baptist prepares the way. When we read the text from Mark 1, 1 1-8, it is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As Scripture says, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And this is the proclamation made by John. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That's verse 8. So Jesus' day starts with a public announcement by John. The one who's more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie, is coming to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. What an introduction to the masses and a hefty load to lay on Jesus from the onset of his day. Obviously, this is not a subtle way to start his day or introduction to the people. Can you imagine being introduced and being announced to everyone like this? He who is coming will do the extraordinary, although you've been following and listening to me. I've been baptizing you, asking you to repent, teaching you and helping you to grow, and you have done all that. But there's one coming who is greater and more powerful than I. I am not able to even tie his shoes. Can you imagine what people are anticipating? And remember, these are people who have been oppressed and done wrong by, and two. And now they hear this public proclamation by John of the coming of Jesus. That was the introduction in the first part of the chapter, the first event. And I can tell you, that's just the start of his calendar week, his events, or the chapter. En route to verse 35, which is our main scripture. Now that he's been announced, we find this, event two, the baptism and testing of Jesus. We find this in Mark 1, 9-13. At the time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spear descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Can I say just wow? It was clear and plain to everyone around that he was the son of God. What a confirmation to receive at that point. You had been just built up by John in part one and proclamation made. Now you're baptized and now God proclaims, announces, and declares you are my son who I'm well pleased with. Don't you think that's a lot to digest already? But to top it off, the text says this. At once the spirit sent him out into the desert. There he was tempted 40 days and 40 nights by Satan. So proclamation by John, confirmation by God, and now attempting by Satan. So already we see three events that Jesus has encountered in his day. I can say this, that's a week, a month, or even a year worth of events for some of us. But for Jesus, it was just a beginning. And the events leading up to Jesus going out to pray in our main scripture. Let's dive into a little more about Jesus' journey to him going out to praying. We see he's already encountered three events. So let's look right at the fourth event that Jesus encountered. The fourth event in the text reads as follows. After John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. That's Mark 1, verses 14 through 15. Jesus has now picked up the banner, his calling, his purpose, and God's plan to go out and spread the good news, putting a target, a bullseye on his back. Because we see in the scriptures, John had just been placed in jail for speaking of the coming of Jesus. Now we see Jesus walking along the sea of Galilee proclaiming the good news. But as we read in the text, that was just part of it, the spreading of the good news. We also find him calling his first disciples in that same text. That can be found in Mark 1, 16 through 20. So in his fourth assignment, Jesus announces the good news and calls his first disciples. As we continue reading down through the text in Mark 1, verses 21 through 28, we find this. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as a teacher of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by impure spirits, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit or evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this, a new teaching? And with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits or evil spirits, and they obey. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. That's Mark 1, 21 through 28. So with the fifth act, event, or assignment on his calendar, we find Jesus in the synagogue driving out impure or evil spirits from a man. And news of him spread throughout Galilee, But that still doesn't bring us to our main scripture. So if we recap all that had taken place thus far, the text says Jesus, despite the proclamation by John, which subsequently was his introduction to the world, the baptism, confirmation by God, testing and tempting of Jesus by Satan, his announcement of the good news and calling of his first disciples, driving out impure and evil spirits, Jesus still had more to do before we arrive at our main scripture. Just as we have more to do, But I'm going to stop right here and we'll pick up the second part of seven days of coffee, cream and caffeine in the morning the next time we speak. So until then, be blessed.